Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Your Daily Bible Verses. I'm Jay, and I'm glad you decided to listen today. Hopefully, you'll make it a good habit. For our first go-round, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Bible. You might be thinking, well, isn't this program all about the Bible? Well, yes, but today we're going to talk about different versions of the Bible. You might be interested to learn that the scripture that composes the Christian Bible mostly the Old Testament and some books of the New Testament, were available very early in church history, well before various uh, councils that are known for having assembled the books as we know them today. Uh, The Bible history is very fascinating. But today, though, I want to break down various English language versions of the Bible that you might even be using yourself. And by the way, I encourage you to follow along when we do our daily verses with whatever version of the Bible you use or choose to use. The first English translation of the New Testament was done by William Tyndale. In Later in 1604, King James I of England authorized a new translation of the Bible into English. There were 47 scholars, and then about seven years later, the King James Bible was completed. Those scholars were heavily influenced by Tyndale's translation that took place 85 years earlier. The King James Bible quickly became the standard for English-speaking Protestants, but Tyndale's influence on various Bible translations continued for hundreds of years, even up to today. Fast forward through all the different translations and stop now in modern day to find a multitude of versions of the Holy Scriptures. We have, of course, the King James Version. We have the New King James Version. We have the Revised Standard Version. That's the version I got when I was in third grade. Uh, The English Standard Version, or the ESV, the New International Version, the NIV, the New Living Translation, which is the NLT, we have the Good News Bible, the Message, the NCV, the NSRV, the TLV, the AMP, the Jefferson Bible, and oh man, about as many versions as there are books in the Bible. Which one of those do you use? Which one should you use? Which one do I use? Well, I use a variety, and I will use a variety of of Bibles on this program. I read mostly from the NIV, which is the New International Version. Why? Well, because I think it's the easiest for the average person to understand, because it uses a more modern form of English than does the King James Version. The NIV was first produced in, first published rather, in 1978, and it's had updates in 1984 and 2011. It's the most popular English translation available today. So if you don't already have a Bible, the NIV or the New International Version is a great one to start with. The second Bible version I'll read and use study notes from is a life application study Bible in the New Living Translation, or the NLT. These types of life application study Bibles are available in different versions, too. If you want to know more about why there are so many translations of the Bible and what the differences are, all you need to do, like anything else, 
is do an internet search on the subject of Bible translations, and you'll find more than enough information to keep you busy. I encourage you to go to a bookstore or browse online for the version of the Bible that speaks to you, the one that you think you'll get the most out of, the one you think you're going to read the most often, and then get that one. Also, many churches will gift you a Bible just for visiting. If you don't have a, a church that you attend regularly right now, that's a great option for you to be able to uh, pick up a Bible and, uh, and start reading, and you can follow along. Okay, so where are we going to start with our daily Bible verses? The beginning might be good. Genesis is always a good place to start when you're reading through God's Word. I'm going to take a little different approach and get you to ponder a few of the big questions regarding the Bible. First off, we're going to talk about the Bible, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and so forth. Ask yourself uh, a few of these questions I'm going to put forward. And if you feel a prompting, go ahead and email me what you think about each of these questions. First question is, what is the Bible? If you were trying to explain that to someone who'd never uh, seen or heard of a Bible before, how would you explain it to them? Uh, next question is, who is God? Is there a God? Same thing. How would you explain God to someone who didn't know about God or never heard of God? Or maybe has a different God? Why would? You, uh, what would you say to someone who wanted to know about the God of the Bible? Who is Jesus? That's another question. You know, it's hard to imagine someone who's never heard of Jesus, but I'm, I'm sure there are people out there who've never heard of Jesus or they don't understand Jesus or they think something different about Jesus that we, than what we think about Jesus. How would you explain it to them? Uh, what or who is the Holy Spirit? That's another question. We're going to address these questions in the first few episodes of your daily Bible verses and Maybe it'll help you in, uh, in explaining to uh, someone you may run across, or maybe even just for your own benefit to uh, just think about. There are many verses in Scripture that explain answers to these questions, uh, many, many, many verses. Uh, in our next episode, we'll talk about what the Bible is, and we'll try to, you know, boil it all down and explain what the Bible is in, in a very short time. But I'd be very interested to know how you might explain what the Bible is to someone. So email me if you can. Let me leave you with one of my favorite Bible verses. One of the letters the Apostle Paul wrote while he was in prison was to the Christians at Philippi. Paul was a very courageous man, uh, uh, a man, uh, one of the men out of the Bible that I admire the most. He was unafraid because he was on a holy mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the world, and he received great joy from his belief in Jesus Christ. He wrote to the Philippians to thank them for a gift they'd sent him and to help strengthen uh, these believers in the fact that true joy comes only from knowing Jesus Christ. The verse I'm about to share with you is also meant to encourage you 
especially if you're struggling with an aspect of your life, even in struggle and sacrifice, we need to thank God for what he's doing in our life, especially when we don't necessarily understand why it's happening. Praying to God gives, gives you comfort and clarity. So with that, uh, if you have a Bible handy, um, I'll give you a couple of seconds to turn to Philippians, the book of Philippians, chapter 4. If you're using uh, a device, if you have a Bible app on your phone or your computer, if you're listening on there, I'll give you a couple seconds to turn to Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. Here we go. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. That's what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Philippians. While he was in prison, you imagine how being, maybe being in prison and and suffering in the many ways that the Apostle Paul did, and still writing such encouraging words to uh, Christians in another place. My favorite verse in Philippians is verse uh, 6 out of what we just read. is Philippians 4, verse 6, where it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And it was pointed out to me one time that with the with thanksgiving part of that verse, meant to be thankful for your suffering, because you will learn from your suffering. God will be with you during your suffering. If you're struggling, it's it's hard not to be anxious and worrisome. You worry about your job, you know, your finances, your health, your kids, your grandkids, your friends, and all that stuff. There's no shortage of things that you can worry about. What Paul's trying to say here is the cure for worry and being anxious is to pray. And if things get worse, pray more. Ask God to lift the burdens off your shoulders. Give it all over to his will. Paul was in prison, yet he was full of joy, knowing that Jesus Christ was with him always. That's always in capital letters and underlined. Always. Paul urged the Philippians to be joyful in the face of unpleasant events, because Christ was with them. For you, the listener, the believer, 
Be joyful in the face of worry or adversity because Christ is with you. Whenever you worry, pray, and then pray some more. The burden will be lifted off your shoulders. You know, there's so much more to unpack from the uh, few verses that we read here today. But what I wanted to leave you with is to put your faith in Jesus Christ and let him take your worry and anxiousness away. Finally for today, if you need redemption and freedom from your sins, and let's face it, who doesn't need redemption and freedom from your sins? If you've hit the bottom, or you're close to the bottom, if you have a hopeless feeling, no matter what it's about, if your sins have gotten the better of you and you feel like there's no turning it around, listen closely. Jesus Christ offers you the hope of a new life, a rebirth, a rebirth. The, th- the sins that have taken you to the bottom of that pit can be wiped away forever. Jesus suffered on the cross. Actually, you know, he suffered well before he got on the cross. Being on the cross was the culmination of his suffering. He died, he was buried, and he was raised from the dead three days later to take away the sins of the world, to take away your sins. If only you believe in him and accept him, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. My friend, I hope that's you. Pray in your own words that you believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. You can say this as a new believer right now, or you can say it as a reaffirmation of your faith in Jesus. And turn away from your sin. That's repenting. And you can be reborn. Your old life will die. It'll be dead to you, and you'll be new. You can pray this with me now. Lord Jesus, I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I accept your suffering and death on the cross as payment for my sins. Thank you for providing the the way for me to know you and to have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. Through faith in you, I have eternal life. Thank you for hearing my prayer and loving me unconditionally. Lord, take the worry and stress and anxiousness of what's happening in my daily life off my shoulders and place it all onto you. Give me strength, wisdom, and determination to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Brothers and sisters, thanks for listening today. This was a a big step for me to to start this podcast, and I hope hope that you get some little nugget out of each one. Please feel free to drop me an email with questions, comments, ideas, and prayer requests, especially. If you have a prayer request, please email me. And here's the email address, ydbv2020 at gmail.com. Here it is again, y as in your, d as in daily, b as in Bible, 
viasinverses2020 at gmail.com. That's ydbv2020 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And if you don't mind, if you do email me, let me know where you're listening from, like the city uh, and what podcast platform you're using and, and so on and so forth. That would be very interesting for me to know. I will not use your email address to market anything to you or solicit anything from you. Um, I'm doing this as part of uh, God's work, I guess. Again, thanks for listening, and may the Lord be with you.